If you do not have a deadline, you'll never speak in public. If you don't have a deadline, you'll never get that website ready. If there wasn't a deadline, probably the pyramids would never have been built. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with most amazing guest, Sylvan. Sylvan, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I'm so excited about this because you're talking about my favorite subjects today, and I love it. So before we get into that, give everybody the kind of the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. 5,000-foot view, a rock star that teaches that used to teach musicians how to not suck on stage and now teach business people how to not suck on stage called the public speaking coach. Nice. I love that. That's the shortest. <laughs> That's I can the push. shortest and the sweetest. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you get in? How do you do the pivot into teaching people how to speak on stage? Easy. <clears throat> I started right here, but in this direction. So my office used to be in that direction. And um, I was coaching my girlfriend for her stage presence for a TV show that we were doing. So COVID hit, all our shows got canceled and our agent called and said, let's put you on TV. We'll just have you do a sing and dance show, you know, do the thing and this will brand you well. So we said, sure. So uh, the, the uh, producers want a pilot. So let's shoot a pilot. So we're shooting this. And then my girlfriend says, well, easy for you to say, you don't know what it is to be shy. Now, Michelle. I like fighting words. <laughs> okay. Now I, because she knows I used to stutter like, like the King's speech. I couldn't even speak for God's sakes. Oh. So being shy is like normal people. I was below, like on a scale of presence, right? From, from shy to rockstar. I was below shy. I could get, 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 couldn't even speak for God's sakes. Oh. And she knows this, but she forgot. People forget quick. So musicians used to tell me that too easy for you to say, you know, well, they, they don't know that. So shy, totally shy, totally caved in. And I, I did the transformation. So I went from shy, caved in, self-conscious, can't even speak to your own mom, to being interviewed on live TV and radio, multiple countries and cities. Nice. So it's very clear for me what it does for you to be able to stand on a stage or on camera and speak. I mean, it's night and day. Right. And if there's one constant that I've seen now, I don't want to insult anyone, but I've been hired as a corporate entertainer. I've you know, played in like 35 cities, five countries, two continents. And if there's one constant is that public speaking, especially in the corporate world, good Lord, they need help. So, <laughs> you know, so, so there I, there, so here's the thing. So people in the audience yawn, the person on stage is, is spends like two weeks stressing about it. They're reading papers and they're shaking and they're delivering speeches and talks a lot of times to their own team, but they don't get the buy-in they want. Right. So the, the, it's a useless waste of time. But here's the one thing. The thing is I'm backstage with these people, the president, the CEO, the boss, whatever it is. And that person has what we would call presence. Some of these people have a soul-piercing gaze, right? They just see through you. 
You can't bullshit. So they, they can hand their hand, like the way they stand, the way they carry themselves, they can, they own this space. But then I would see them walk towards the stage and then transform into a small person that I would recognize as my former self. And now I was the guy they would hire to rock everybody's face off on stage. So I see the big, you know, from, from A to Z, from small to not big, but just full-sized. So when all that was said and done, we need to put another track for you to understand. Since the age of 16, I've been training and coaching people. Always been coaching. So I used to be a, a tennis um, uh, athlete, you know, in the, I was born in New Brunswick and in New Brunswick, I was player number 13 in the province, you know, playing competitively. Nice. Then I got, then I got injured. I got a thing called the tennis elbow, right? That hurts a lot. It does. And the doctor said, you will never be able to heal that. You're done. So I became a tennis coach. So I started coaching for the first time. My first job was coaching at 16. So now I'm 43. I born in 78, whatever that, that is not good math. So <laughs> from 16 to 43, I've been coaching. So when I took the coaching and training and all that stuff mixed in with the stage presence and public speaking and going from not being able to speak to, I mean, now I teach, like one of my clients has his own TV show. Like I teach advanced levels of public. So I know the steps consciously. I know what it feels like to not be able to ask your mom, can you please pass me the salt? And I know what it is to stand on TV and sell live on stage. So all the steps in between, I have that baked in the system I call Rockstar Presence. And that's pretty much what I do and how it got started, if that makes a, a little Absolutely. bit of a picture for you. That is awesome. So give us some of the, well, actually, let me back up the bus again. There are a few people that I see that want to need to get into speaking as a thing. Some of us are just very loud and vocal and go, Hey, I don't really want to do any of this stuff, but I really like being in front of people. And I'm really happy to talk. To them. <laughs> so we yeah. become speakers and life is good. And everybody goes, Oh yeah, but you're born easy for speak. you to say, easy right? for you to say. Exactly. exactly. And then there's these people that I go, Oh man, you have such a rock and good business and such good like knowledge. You have to get on stage. People need to hear from you because that way you're talking one to many instead of one to one. And they either freak out or they at least go, I wouldn't even know where to start. So let's talk to that group of people because I think the other group of people can kind of catch on to what they need to along the way, whereas these guys kind of need to be handheld up onto the stage, <laughs> onto the risers and then onto the big stage. So where do we start with somebody that's say a trades guy and they're yeah. super good at what they do, whether it's a plumbing, electrician, whatever. And it's like, dude, you need to get out in, where do you start? There's two things. For example, if you take, let's take the two extremes. One of my clients is a star, the artist, TV show, best-selling author. So for him, speaking is easy, but not having the back-end set up properly with upsells and high-end coaching programs, he's leaving millions of dollars per year on the table. That's painful. That is let's not speak about him now. Okay. Which is, what I'm doing, which is what I'm doing with him now. So take another client. A we'll let that one soak in for those of you who aren't, don't have your back end set up. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's crazy. I mean, right. if you got, you know, if you got, you know, 20, 
100,000 followers and you're on TV, you don't have a, a backend set up properly. I mean, like it's called a value ladder, people. You need that. Anyway, so let's not talk about this guy. The other opposite, let's take another client, chiropractor. I don't know, 90 some thousand hours of studies. I don't know how many books, stacks of books, the most knowledgeable guy you ever know. Can't for the life of him shoot a video for lead generation. So first thing he told me is when he learned some of this stuff, I taught him, he told me, so I always ask people, so how, how much do you believe you're leaving on the table? For him, it's clear. He knows it. But for the past 10 years, he had been leaving $100,000 per year on the table just by not doing that. Aspirations, dreams. I want to, uh, he's saying to me this in French, so I need to translate here because English is my second language and I speak in French with that guy. Révolutionner le monde de l'éducation, which means I want to revolutionize. Say it again, say it slower. <laughs> I want to revolutionize the world of education, right? Big dreams. He feels a lot of these people who are highly intelligent have what I call a message screaming to come out of their chest sometimes for 10 or 15 years. If you don't follow that, I've seen it happen in multiple people. This leads to self-sabotage, which can include sex, drugs, and rock and roll and alcohol and dark places. Because the people, you know, instead of channeling that energy to productive use, they turn it up on itself and it caves in and then they start, you know, doubting themselves. Mm -hmm. So the first place that person needs to start is when you peel off. You peel off the first layer. Don't know what to say. Peel off the next layer. Uh, what will it think of me? Peel off, peel off. A lot of times it's a hidden. Well, who am I to speak to them? It's a hidden. I'm not good enough yet. And when you peel off and peel off and peel off, you find that a lot of times these people have someone that they idolize, sometimes for 10 or 15 years unconsciously, and they cannot ever start because they're not as good as one person they put on a pedestal. That's the first place they start. The game of public speaking, Michelle, is absolutely one before won or lost, before you open your mouth. You see, there's three levels of story to anything. And each consecutive of the stories affect everyone else downstream. So the first level of story is a story you tell yourself about yourself, your message, your product, and your service. So if your story is, I'm not good enough, who am I to speak to them? I'm not as good as XX, uh, this and that person. That story influences what comes out of your mouth. That story influences the way you prepare for whatever you have to say. It influences your body language, your state, your energy levels, the way you stand, the way you dress, the way you position yourself on camera, everything. Now, the level two story is what you actually say with your face. So that includes what you say with your face, what you say with your hands, your slides, your actual, you know, your presentation deck, whatever you're going to be saying. That's level two story. That's what people see and hear. So level one influences level two. And level two story influences what people think about in the audience in their own minds. And now where all the influence happens is in level three. If you want people to buy, vote, click, swipe, or buy in, 
You need to change the story they're telling themselves in their own mind about whatever it is you're selling or talking about or teaching. So, for example, I was working with a lady who's, she was winning public, uh, public speaking competitions. She had actual awards, like physical little trophies. Of, I won an award about this. But the only way she could pull it off was by memorizing everything. So she can never take questions. Or what do you do if the alarm goes off or some something happens like it does every time? <laughs> There's always <laughs> it's never exactly that. Like oh, I, I had a plan. Yeah, well that that's just funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> it never happens. So she could never get away from that. So I just taught her a basic system which these people can use. So if they work with the first belief of who am I to speak to them, or another big one I see is. Well, I hope people don't figure out I'm a fraud and I'm just making it as I go. That's a subconscious fear. So a lot of these people think that what prevents them from speaking is what they are about to say when they speak. No, it's what they secretly think at night when they go to bed about themselves and their own capabilities. That's where we start. Level one. So once you got that under control, then you go to whatever you say. So the way you structure your ideas. Say, let's take an example, um, uh, someone who wants to teach you to lose weight, right? You say, okay, what do you want people to do? You want people to stop eating sugar or you want people to start eating more vegetables or whatever it is that that person is selling. By the way, I was on a diet once called keto diet, ketogenic diet. You actually get to eat bacon and you lose weight. Like bacon is a staple. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just saying, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it's good or not, but anyway, I did that for a while. <laughs> so we say, okay, you think about, okay, these people, I want them to do X thing. Now you don't start to think about what you want to say. That's bad. You start to thinking, okay, why are they not doing that? Okay. Then you say, okay, why are they not doing that? They're not doing this because blah, 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 blah. Emotional attachments to when they were a kid, their mama used to give them cookies and it felt good and mm, it's all warm and fuzzy and they remember that. It's an emotional attachment. Okay, that's why they're not doing it. Okay. Now you figure out what stories, what true experiences, what anecdotes that you already know, what pieces of movies, what pieces of history, what things you already know, not trying to make up anything, something you already know that invalidate, twist, or corrode or erupt the three biggest pillars that hold that objection in place. And then you just start talking about those stories. Now, there's a specific order that we do that and blah, blah, blah. So when someone takes out a piece of paper and just do a simple process, okay, what do I want them to do? This. Why they're not doing it because of that? Okay. What holds that in place? This, 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 and that. What stories eliminate these objections and then just tell these stories? That's what I call having a message that holds its own weight, that pulls its own weight. So now, here's the reason we do this this way, Michelle, because there's no use working on the delivery of a message. I'm going to show it to you here. There's no use working on the delivery of a message, right? Mm -hmm. If the message is weak, 
But there's no use working on the message if the messenger can't carry the tune. So first you have to debunk a bunch of myths about yourself. Then you distill your message. And finally, you work on the delivery. So when you take someone who's shy, caved in, self-conscious, believes he or she's not good enough, who am I to speak to them, blah, blah, blah. And on top of that, does not know how to structure his ideas and tell stories properly and embedded commands and there's a bunch of stuff goes into it. They don't know that. And then they take, they read an article on public speaking and they say, hmm, you have to project your voice. Come on. That's step like 75. Mm. That's, what, that's where the disconnect is for most people. Or if they feel not confident, they say, well, easy. Do a power pose. So people are standing backstage like this and they say, oh, breathe deep. So they're breathing deep oh, backstage trying to hack some sort of a biological hack to get them to feel some semblance of confidence that lasts for two minutes and a half and then wades off. So the way you do this is you don't work on what you say. You don't work on how you say it. And that's coming from an ex-stutterer, for God's sakes. You start with the confidence itself. Because people think, when I know how to say the things I want to say. And when I know what to say exactly, and when I have everything in order, then I will be confident enough. No, 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 no. You start confidence. And here's one little secret, Michelle. No baby in the history of the world has ever come out of the womb shy, caved in, or self-conscious. So the natural, if, if I don't know if you have kids, but you know, at two years old, they're not afraid to just go, Wah! You know, it's just, there's not, no problem. They're, they're naked. All right. So naked, taking pictures. I don't care. Everything's good. So the naturalness of you is confidence and full-sizeness. Only after that, you start to cave in and shy and get smaller and smaller and smaller. So don't try to get confidence. Don't try to add confidence. Don't try to install confidence, buy confidence, smoke confidence, or drink confidence. Remove what's preventing you from being confident. And this is happening in your head, in your level one story of what you believe about yourself. Nice. Mic drop. Yep, we got it. <laughs> that was awesome. And I love it because to me, you're preaching to the choir. I, I am totally wholeheartedly into uh, agreeing with what you say. And when it comes to, say somebody has a deadline, so they're like, hey, I got asked to talk next week. Clearly, I'm not going to get rid of all of my head trash in the next two weeks. Then, then what? This is the beautiful position to be in. This brings me to a concept I call the sweet spot. If you do not have a deadline, you'll never speak in public. If you don't have a deadline, you'll never get that website ready. If there wasn't a deadline, probably the pyramids would never have been built, right? The deadline is the best date in the world. You need that. And if you not, first thing I do, the, the oldest guy I helped with this was 81 years old, shy his whole life, could not speak, or for him, he was a singer, could not sing in front of his own family at seven years old, 10, 11, 12, 13. At 81, he came to me. We fixed it with the deadline. So here's, before teaching this, I used to teach guitar, right? 
So when I was teaching guitar, guitar for me was an excuse for personal development. So imagine you coming to me for your first lesson. You meet it, and I had a reputation of being the teacher with the weird techniques. The, re, the, the way I healed my tennis elbow was not through surgery, was through ancient yoga techniques and weird techniques that I found through shamans and stuff like that. So this, and I've been teaching since the age of 16. So, you know, the stuff I use is pretty unorthodox, if that's a word. I make up words all the time because English is my second language. <laughs> so we'll run with it. So what we do with him. So what I do with anyone who would come to me, six-year-old kid, 81-year-old man. So I want to learn. You want to learn to play guitar? Perfect. When's your first show? You haven't even opened the case yet. What do you mean? When's my first show? Well, I mean, when's your first show? I can't even play yet. Precisely. The fear of public humiliation is the strongest motivator in life. So you have a week to set out. Perfect. Feel that fear, baby. This is what you need to convert the fire in the engine to get over that hurdle fast. Now, the sweet spot concept. There, any goal you have needs to be big enough to excite you. Now, the thing is, a big goal, if it's too close, it's terrifying. And a small goal, if it's too far away, it's not motivating. So let's say you need to speak. Let's say uh, we're talking an example, uh, Donna. Let me just write the name Donna here. Donna has to speak. She has a week and she needs to speak in front of 100,000 people for a whole day training, a seminar, seven hours in a football stadium. She never spoke in her life. See, that's an example of a too big of a goal, too close. Her head might explode. Okay, she needs to be she needs to do too much debunking. Access too much of her mind power and her stuff like that to be ready for a seven hour off the cuff workshop for 100,000 people in a week. Stupid. Yes. Yeah. Now, (laughs) now, what happens if Donna has to do a speech in seven years in front of three people for her aunt's birthday? Nah, got time. She'll do it last minute. So what you do, if there's two things, there's two constant here. So there's the size of the goal and when it is happening on your timeline. So if the goal is in a week, you make it the size of the goal that's big enough to excite, but it's manageable. So we'd work with Donna to say, okay, how much time you need to speak? How many people are there? And what's the objective? If the object now a secret objective for most people is I want to get through it. <laughs> well, that's level one, baby. That's I want you to live one. at the end. I there want you to g- not throw spikes at me while I'm up there. <laughs> See, well, that's not a great goal. So we figured <laughs> out so that I, I have five levels of that, right? So five le- the level five is subconscious core influence, where they buy without you having they buy without asking you to buy, you without making a call to action. They just want to throw money at you. And level one is just, I want them to like me and I don't want them to throw things. So there's different levels. So since the timeline is fixed, you work on what's your objective, what's your goal, how much long you have to speak, 
And I would teach her strategies on how to structure her ideas. And we would work on, there's always an 80-20, Michelle. So say we identify 10 myths and false beliefs about herself. We'll just 80-20 the shit out of this. And say, okay, we just take care of these two. Now, how do you remove beliefs? Well, I got a thing called the transformational vault in my coaching where I have 96 different ways to process that. So some people process kinesthetically. So we work with magnets and movement and a bunch of different stuff. Some people process through, you know, the mind. So we have a bunch of reframing techniques and timeline techniques, stuff like that. Some people believe through spirit. So we work through, you know, the energies of life, God, and the source. Depending on how the person processes, we work with that system depending on how it is. So we remove two of these and then she goes, oh my God, I can breathe. I feel like my, I feel, what, what's that? Is, is that what they call confidence? Not yet, Donna, not yet, but we're getting there. So that's only removing two self-limiting beliefs. So now just to get you enough so you can start to think, because you're either thinking or you're fearful. You, unless you're, you know, Navy SEAL trained in the art of war, you know, if bullets flying by, you can still think on your, on your feet. But for regular people, most people, if you're scared, you're not thinking. You know, the, all the blood leaves your brain, well, not leaves your brain, but you know, the, the energy is focused, you know, in the muscles, not in the brain. Mm -hmm. So we get her just above the bar. It's a week, right? And then we make the objective and the goal and the speech and the structuring of the ideas. And then we work on what I call the money shot. Donna, depending on what, this is step six in the system, the money shot. Here's how you do it, Donna. Have you heard a guy called Bill Gates? He, um, he has a thing called billions of dollars. So Bill Gates, when he does a speech, he could get out there and probably have any type of rig, any type of setup, any type of prop on stage, right? He could pay someone to make sure that the logo on his slides fit his shirt for the day. No problem there. So don't worry about that, Donna. You, we're going to fix you with the money shot. Some people believe Bill Gates is the devil in person. Some people believe he's the savior. I don't know, but this guy knows how to sell vaccines. That's for damn sure. Here's how he sells vaccine with only a mason jar as a prop. That's his money. We remove one or two of the biggest beliefs. I teach you how to structure your ideas. You're feeling confident. You know how to say your message. Now you crystallize your message into a money shot. Bill Gates is standing on stage and he's telling about in some country in Africa, they had problems with mus uh, malaria infested mosquitoes spreading malaria to the population. And they went there and they fixed it by vaccinating everybody. And that's not a problem anymore. They were saved. And he says, in the spirit of cooperation, I don't see why this would be reserved for them. So I brought here a mason jar and this is full of mosquitoes. And then he opens the jar and the mosquitoes fly in the room. People squirming, they're, they're trying to hide. They say, no, they're not infected, not infected. It's just to show you the demonstration of what he means. So in this situation, these people would have bought a vaccine on the spot. So whatever you are teaching, selling, doing, explaining to people, Donna, we need to bake in the system a money shot, a demonstration you can use to crystallize your message so people get it in an instant. They will tell your story. You will feel good about yourself. Next time, we work on next week. Okay, now you have two months to prepare. 
we have a bigger audience, we have bigger goals, and then you start to impact your top line revenue, Donna. Start to make more money in your business and you have a value ladder built in and you have lead magnets where people know you, like you, trust you, and then you provide value to them with a thing called a lead magnet. With a lead magnet, Donna, means a lead is someone who's interested in the thing you are selling. And there's a concept called demonstrating you can help people by actually helping them. So you exchange their information for a thing called a lead magnet, which gives them value and make them understand that you understand them. So you, Donna, go on stage with your mason jar or your easy-to-carry thing and deliver a small speech, and then three people sign up for your lead magnet, Donna. Then this builds what you need to do one. This builds one feedback loop so you have what's called natural confidence. And confidence in my system is not the end, it's the start. Confidence is the start. Then you get to charisma and finally presence. Hence my website, rockstarpresencesecrets.com. Nice. I love that. That was awesome. And we clearly need to have you back on the show. But um, before we do that, I know that with what people have heard, they're going to be as excited as I am. They're going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Donna, go to rockstarpresentsecrets.com and I'll give you a free checklist, okay, for you to prepare. Now, I was speaking with uh, a fellow who works with the um, Institute of Neurocoaching at the University of Texas, I believe. Anyway, it's written on the page. And he said the neuroscience is strong on this one. What you will get, Donna, is a 17-step checklist for you to prepare for your next talk so you don't fall flat on your face. If you're freaking out, you just go through the checklist to prepare. And here's the kicker. If you, we're talking about 80-20, right? If you can check the first item on this list, you're 80% of the way there in one second. It's totally free, Donna. And there's one thing that happens. I know from doing this, teaching people since the age of 16, what prevents people from being at their best is a thing called imposter syndrome. So I went ahead and recorded a free training called the Imposter Syndrome Crusher Series. And you get three workshops guiding you through processes which debunk myths about yourself and helps you overcome that imposter syndrome so you can get out there next week, Donna, have a win, and then contact me again because you say, hey, that guy helped me for free. And then if you want to move on, we can move forward. So you will do the same thing. Nice. That is awesome. And Peeps, as you know, we will have those links in the show or in the... Yeah, in the show notes for you. Or go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and look for Sylvan or speaking and uh, Rockstar and we will have all of his information there for you. So you don't have to worry about that and writing it down, especially if you're driving. This you has go. been fantastic and awesome. Tons of information. I know I'm going to go through it again and listen again because there's stuff in there that I'm going, ah, oh my God, that's brilliant. So before I let you go, I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? 2005-ish, I was working in a high-rise tower downtown Montreal in one of the big banks. I had it all figured out. I was friends with the president, the CEO. Um, 
and he offered me, you know, so what do you want to do? You know, so I kind of had the plan laid out. And at one point I was sitting at the table after supper and I, I just thought to myself, oh, there's got to be more to life than this. You know, I, I had achieved everything that was society socially conditioned in me from a, a young age, being born in a, you know, a middle class, lower, lower middle class. And uh, at that moment, something happened, something clicked in my mind, like a lightning bolt came in from left field and just hit me in the head. And the next day, total transfer, not only business, but total health transformation. Stop drinking, stop drugs, stop smoking, change the diet, change the exercise, everything changed the next morning. And then culminating into me, you know, touring the world and doing a bunch of stuff and uh here i am today but this is a long story but it said 15 years cooking is just a, a rocket was ignited and uh, it came from it came from disillusionment uh desperation and at that time i had to it took me it, it's just frustration basically it took me 30 minutes a day of meditation and self-talk just to get myself to go to work in the morning it was baked in the routine just you know try to get myself to go there <laughs> I, I wasn't cut out for this. So, yeah. Wow. That is awesome. Oh my God. We totally have to have you back because I got to hear the rest of that story too. And I love it. And the reason I always ask is because everybody's kind of transition point is different. And yet some people it's the same. And I just want people to know that, you know, when you get hit by that little flash of crazy, it's okay. It's not only okay, it's awesome. And just follow that hit and run with it because it's to me, it's the best way to find out who you are, what you're made of, and how much fun life can be, even with ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, you fall on your face, just keep on falling. Yeah, you fall on, if there's a thing, if there's anyone, so quick wrap up, if anyone listening yeah. to this, who's in the comfy corporate job, you know, making six figures a year or something, and you're having plans to do this, and you really feel screaming out of your chest, build yourself a runway, a runway on the side. One of my clients is an engineer. He's building a runway on the side where when you make the transition, you don't, you don't fall, you know, uh, sit, sitting on a cold, wet chair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, build the income, build a stream, test your services, test your ideas, smart, agile. So you have a runway to get there. I did the crazy jump because I was just totally crazy, but there's, there's levels to that. There's ways to do it more intelligently than I did. I mean, build this effort one way because entrepreneurship is falling on your face and getting up where your face is. So just don't get up where your feet were. <laughs> Fall on your face. It's, it's like doing burpees on the timeline of your life. So fall on your face, but get up where your feet are. <laughs> and at one point, you can walk and then run and then fly. That's the thing. So you have the opportunity to fly. So think about how crazy the Neville brother, I think it was the Neville brother, the guys who invented the airplane. I mean, they were being laughed at. So of course you need to be, and don't ask an employee for advice. Don't ask someone who has not done what you want to do for advice. Speak to people who have done what you want to do and believe in that. That's the only way you get out there because it always starts with falling on your face and then getting up where your face is. <laughs> Love that. And if you want a good run at that sidetrack, go and talk to Sylvain 
We'll have those links in the show notes for you. Awesome. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app so that I can help you scale your business. I love having you here. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.